0: I'm Esther and this is Rebel Women for Kids, a podcast for, well, kids. It's full of amazing stories of daring and adventure. And the best thing is that all these stories are completely true. And even though this is a podcast for kids, we think your grown-ups might quite enjoy it too. So pull up a seat together, get comfortable and we'll begin. Let's go back in time around 150 years. We're entering a period called the Victorian era, so-called because Queen Victoria was on the throne. What do you think you would be doing today if you were living back then? If it is a Monday or Tuesday, do you think you'd be going to school? What if it is a Saturday? If you were a child in East London, chances are you would not be going to school whatever day it was. I can hear some of you cheering, but what if I told you instead you might be going to work? perhaps in some kind of factory or mill, and you would be there from early in the morning until late at night. And there'd be no football club or playing in the park with your friends on Saturday. You'd be at work then too. Doesn't sound quite so good now, does it? Quite a lot of people back then didn't think it was good either. They thought it was wrong that children never learnt to read and write, because they turned into adults who couldn't read and write. So in 1870, they introduced a new mass schooling programme, so more children could go to school. More children in schools meant more school buildings were needed, and they built lots, particularly in London. Next time you go for a walk with your family or friends, have a look around you and see if you can spot some Victorian schools. They are usually made from brick and have a plaque near the roof, which states the year they were built in. Maybe your school was constructed in the Victorian era. Have a look next time you go in. Another way to identify Victorian schools are the entrance signs for boys and the separate one for girls. Originally, more boys went to school because people didn't think it was important to educate girls. Over time, this changed and all children, boys and girls, were required to go. However, they were often kept separate and taught different things. Only boys were allowed to do science and technology as they were expected to get jobs that use those subjects. Girls learnt skills like sewing and cooking as the best work they could expect was in domestic service. You didn't get any choice in this and couldn't complain. Victorian schools were very strict. You didn't question or answer back to your teacher. School was also quite different depending on how rich or poor your family was. If you were poor, you might go to school with a toothache, lice or starving hungry. Imagine trying to practice your spellings with a throbbing mouth or your head itching like crazy. This was a time before the NHS, so if you wanted to see a doctor or dentist, you had to pay for it. And many families in East London could not afford that. Sisters Rachel and Margaret Macmillan realised that sick and hungry children could not learn. So with their friend, Catherine Glacier, they called on the government to provide free school meals. These were introduced in 1906. The children didn't get packets of crisps and cartons of orange juice like you might have in your lunchbox. If they were lucky, they might get a hot meal, like boiled meat and potatoes. Others got a hard-boiled egg, cheese, perhaps a pickled onion, or bread and jam. The sisters also set up a clinic where children could get their teeth checked and see a doctor for free. The teachers said they saw huge improvement in the children who were happier, better behaved, and their schoolwork improved. Clara Grant was another East London teacher who realised that school was more than learning to read and write. The children in her neighbourhood were poor, so she provided them with free clothes, a hot meal, probably the only one they got all day, and she introduced the first school nurse. She was best known, however, for her farthing bundles. Children with a farthing, less than 1p, could walk under an arch that read, Enter all ye children small, none can come who are too tall. They would then be given a newspaper bundle, inside which were lots of small gifts to unwrap. The other big difference with school is that most children would leave when they were 12. That's around year six. And if you were from a poor family, that was when you went out to work. Gradually, the leaving age increased. Children were able to continue their education and start work when they were properly grown up. Now you've learnt more about Victorian schools, do you think you'd like to go to one? Perhaps learning needlework sounds fun to you. Or maybe you like the sound of the school dinners. Look in your activity pack to learn more about Victorian schools, and have a go at some of the tasks. If you don't have a pack, you can download one online. See the show notes for details. Okay, boring stuff for the grown-ups coming up. Rebel Women for Kids has been produced by Share UK as part of our Women Activists of East London project. We're not making podcasts for kids, we make shows for adults. Subscribe to make sure you don't miss an episode thanks to the William Morris and St. James Big Local for funding today's